It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into our Jalen Duran player profile and projection, one of your favorite prospects, but can Jalen Duran survive in the modern NBA? Find out on today's Locked On Thunder podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Our Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into yet another 2022 NBA draft profile and projection, giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect, Today's prospect is Jalen Duran. But thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. We've already done a ton of profiles. And we're going to continue all the way up to the draft. We've done Chet Holmgren, Paula Bencaro, Jabari Smith Jr., Jay Nivey, AJ Griffin, Keegan Murray. And today we're doing Jalen Duran. Yesterday, we had an NBA draft lottery preview you can go check out, giving you every scenario that could happen for the Thunder, plus rolling a few sims on tankathon.com to kind of evaluate what those would look like for the Thunder and answering your questions. Tomorrow, we're going to have a profile on Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor, Friday, a Dyson Daniel profile with Tony East of Lockdown Pacers, Monday, a Shaden Sharp profile and projection with Mavs Draft on Twitter. Richard Stamen, also a co-host on the NBA Draft Big Board Show. Tuesday, we're going to have another episode of just random spins, all podcast long. Get us in the right headspace for a Tuesday night on the lottery night for the Thunder and for the NBA. Uh, spin around some sims on Tinkathon.com and get us ready for the lottery. Wednesday, we're going to react to the NBA Draft Lottery, update our big board, and devise a plan of action for Sam Presti after knowing exactly where these picks are with the four picks in the top 34 Thursday, a mailbag episode. I'm sure you'll have a lot of questions after uh, the lottery. And then Friday, we're going to have an NBA draft uh, stock watch and combine tidbits with Richard Stamen at Mavs draft on Twitter as well. So make sure that you like comment and subscribe a jam packed week coming up Monday through Friday. We're here for you talking thunder basketball, subscribe, 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 comment, 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 like, like, like all for free, wherever you get podcasts from, including on YouTube. So I want you to know, let me know in the comment section below as we get rolling here, talking about Jalen Duran. Number one is where do you project Jalen Duran to be in this draft? And how do you project him playing in the modern NBA? Number two, let me know what we should do. I'm all in now. I've gotten comments, DMs, mentions, emails, everything 
I'm all in. If the Thunder get two top four picks, I will let you, the listener, pick what we do. So far, the suggestions have been to shave my head. No. Eat a flaming pepper. Sure. Get a thunder tattoo. We've had many suggestions. I want you to help me decide what to do with the thunder to two, two top four picks. Because if we get two top four picks, won't be able to control myself. We're going to have to do something dramatic. But what should that be? So we'll talk about that in the comment section down below. We'll be in there interacting with you guys, and uh, we'll get that set up. But today's draft profile is Jalen Duran. He's a 6'10 center weighing 230 pounds with a 7'5 wingspan, 18 years old from Memphis. This dude has an elite frame, an elite NBA body, a shot blocker. But I, I, I do have some questions about how he can play in this era of the NBA. And so we're going to get into that with his strengths, his weaknesses, uh, the synergy segment, kind of breaking down his game from an analytical standpoint, availability, ceiling and floor, NBA comp, plus how he fits with the Thunder specifically. But let's start out with the strengths, as we always do with these prospects. Well, the strengths for Jalen Duran, number one, elite athlete. As an athletic being, he's very elite. Elite frame, elite body heading into the NBA at 18 years old, which you can only imagine how he'll continue to grow into that body as he gets older, as he gets into an NBA environment, an NBA developmental system, especially one like the Thunder, which is very good. He's an elite shot blocker. And incredibly physical. I don't know how to properly convey this because edgy seems edgy seems like a wrong word to use, but it's the only word I can think of that's you know good enough to convey it without making you think he's a dirty player. He plays with an edge out there. He's very physical. He's gonna mix it up. He plays with a physicality. Jalen Duran does. Plays with a physicality that no other player on this roster has, especially not down low. Look, I love Jeremiah Rumpsnarl's game. I've hyped him up for a calendar year now. I like Isaiah Roby's game a ton. You know, Muscala, nice three-point shooter, favors not factoring in. Nobody plays with that edge and physicality, top to bottom in this roster, that Jalen Duren does. And teams need that. Teams will always need that. No matter what era you go back to, look at, or predict to be in the future, they're going to need a physical specimen that wants to get physical in playoff series when the game and matchups get intense. You want somebody not afraid to go mix it up and somebody who can mix it up and realistically do some damage. And that part is about his on the court game of he can go get you an offensive rebound. It doesn't matter how well you box him out. It doesn't matter how many buys you throw down there at the rim. He can go up there and get a second chance. And if you give a second chance to SGA, probably going to score. You give a second chance to Josh Giddy with 14 seconds off the rebound to create for somebody else. He's going to get somebody open. Possessions are incredibly valuable. And Jalen Duran can create those just by wanting to go up and get rebounds. He has the want to, the physicality, and the non. He's not afraid of contact. He has all that while being able to back it up with, with his body. Remember, we were talking about Isaiah Roby this whole season and last season. Isaiah Roby's a very good fundamental defender. He's very good at being in the right spot. He's very good at knowing and understanding what his job is, walling off the rim. But the problem is he can wall off the rim, go straight up vertically and stick his body into you, and you score over him because he's an undersized five. Jalen Duran will do all those things, and his body will allow him to shut you down. 
So those are the big strengths in terms of physicality for Jalen Duran. His length and his frame help him be a more switchable defender on the perimeter than you might think looking at him because it allows the recovery to be easier because he can block you from behind. He can put his body on you from behind on that recovery because of his you know, ability to be a, a fast twitch player if he gets blown by and open the hips up and, and flip them and go to the rim. He can do those things on the perimeter where he might not lock you down, right? He might not just go mano y mano at the top of the key all the way down the floor, but if he gets blown by, he's able to recover if your defense can't rotate over. And with the structure he already brings into the NBA, you'd imagine that that's going to improve at 18 years old. If you're already somewhat a premier defender, but you still are rough around the edges, you'd imagine 18 years old, that's going to continue to progress. So maybe he can become a guy who defends one through five. I, I would not be stunned to find out that he's a guy that can guard one through five. I wouldn't be. And so I cannot wait to see what that looks like for Jalen Duren and what that looks like for whoever drafts him. I still have question marks about him, obviously. And we're going to get to those and his weaknesses, but his strengths to me right now are mainly just his NBA ready body, but also game. Like he understands how to play a physical download style. Now, some of these are going to be specific for the Thunder, but he has soft hands. He's a solid enough passer. Again, mentioned it before, gets great second chance opportunities on the offensive rebound. He doesn't really panic when he gets double teamed to where he loses the ball or gets ripped or throws it away. That calmness is really good for him to, to be able to continue to put pressure on the rim. And then an area that I think that helps him, obviously, in general, but also specifically for the Thunder, his catch radius is out of this world. And you often hear at times hear that said about receivers at times, their catch radius. You can almost throw this ball to Jalen Duran where no matter where he's at on the basketball floor, no matter what he's doing on the floor, and he's going to catch it and make something happen. Either catch it, bring it back down, up fake, get you on his back and go up for the, for the slam or alley-oops or whatever the case is. And so you give Josh Giddy somebody with that gift, somebody with a, that tool of a 7-5 wingspan with soft hands that can catch anything you throw at him, and Josh Giddy's game becomes elevated, and he elevates Jalen Duren's game. Just imagine Josh Giddy floaters that turn in from floaters to lobs to Jalen Duren, and, and it keeps the defense off balance because do you commit to trying to block the shot from Giddy? Do you try to drop and, and go recover to Jalen Duren and leave Giddy with an open lane to the rim? How do you defend that? And that goes back to Josh Giddy's playmaking ability in the pick and roll with Jalen Duran. So those are all of his strengths. And there are many of them. But the weaknesses concern me for the future of this league. And we'll talk about what that looks like for him moving forward. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is bringing you AG1, folks. AG1 is awesome. You need it right now. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anythings, while still tasting good, supporting better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products and the best of the best science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper for you than that cold brew habit that you have it's cheaper for you than getting all the different supplements that you need. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. So go right now to Athletic Greens, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading healthcare professionals, such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervins. Make sure you check them out today at AG1 Athletic Greens. And so you can do that by getting a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do 
is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and find out the ultimate nutritional insurance and all, everything you need from AG1 Athletic Greens. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for listening to Locked On Thunder, subscribing for free across all podcasting platforms, and making us your first listen every single morning. But go check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board Show, hosted by Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter. He's joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and many other extraordinary guests for an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, Mock Drafts, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts from. So go check out today the NBA Draft Big Board Show. Make sure you're on top of that. We're back talking about Jalen Duran. We went over his strengths. Now, what are his weaknesses? of his game. Look, he cannot shoot the three ball at all. And honestly, he never will. Like there's to me, there's no pipe dream scenario, a pie in the sky scenario in which you can envision Jalen Duran knocking down a three point shot. He's not a good free throw shooter, which teams use as a measurement of if you have the shooting touch, if you can progress your jump shot to the point where you can shoot threes, go back to Lou Dort's college three point percentage, and then look at his free throw percentage. And then look at what he's doing now in the NBA at the three point line. That's a good example of, why NBA teams use that free throw percentage mark to see how you can shoot threes at the NBA level eventually with enough, de- enough development and investment in your three-point game. Jalen Duran will never shoot three. So therefore, he's going to lack offensively in general, but also hurt your spacing. Look, you already have a guy in Josh Giddy who you're not sure if he can shoot threes or not yet. I personally believe Josh Giddy can get to a league average mark from three, if not a little better. For Jalen Duran... He's going to be a literal 0% three-point shooter. It's non-existent at all from beyond the arc. So that's very concerning. His off-ball defense in college is very concerning. However, you know me, and whenever I'm evaluating these players, I do give a pass for quote-unquote laziness or falling asleep or whatever in college because it's hard to stay locked in on the American Conference midday games versus playing the Celtics in the TD Garden. So it is different. Is that a habit? Is that a sense of just the college game. Is that real? You have to find that out yourself. If you're a GM and executive during these, you know, combines and private workouts and interview questions and things like that. But off ball defense is concerning right now, just given the data points we have, although it's easy to explain away foul trouble, just going for constant shot blocks is a problem for him. Instead of just contesting and walling up, he tries to go for the SWAT and in turn fouls the guy not only gives up free throws, but takes himself out of the games by getting in foul trouble. Not good. Uh, he cannot run the offense to the post. He's not a guy like Al Horford who you can give it to, and then you can run DHOs with him and Shea and and allow him to you know play inside out. You cannot do that with Jalen Duran. He's also not good as a post-up score uh, down low. You cannot just dump it off to him and get out of the way and let him operate. He's not going to score that way either. You're going to have to lead him, have to create for him. Not a bad thing whenever you have Josh Kitty who can create, but it's just something you have to combat. So those are all the negatives on Jalen Duran. Those are the reasons why, you know, you might be hesitant to pick Jalen Duran out of Memphis. 
averaged 11.9 points per game, seven and a half rebounds per game, 2.2 blocks per game. Produced over a point per possession overall offensively, ranking him in the 88th, I should say the 86th percentile in the country, 54% field goal percentage, 0.9 points per possession in the half court offense. He is incredible against zone defense, uh, being a zone buster. He produced 1.1 points per possessions while shooting 80%. He shot 54% against man for comparison. Excellent in transition, 90th percentile there, 1.3 points per possession. Average on post-ups, only in the 60th percentile in the country, shooting 40% post-ups offensively. He's an electric cutter, 1.3 points per possession, 75th percentile, shooting 68% on cuts. 1.1 points per possession on putbacks. Around the basket on non-putbacks, just around the rim in general, he shoots 70%. That's fantastic. Very good man defender, limiting his matchup in a man setting to 33% shooting. Elite out-of-timeout defender, 85th percentile. Is in the 90th percentile defensively when the shot clock is below four seconds. So that's your synergy segment on Jalen Duran. Now, the interesting part about Jalen Duran is his range. The Ringer, seven. ESPN, seven. Athletic, eight. Bleacher Report, 12. CBS. Now, remember, CBS gives three contributors Kyle Boone, Gary Parrish, and David Cobb. Kyle Boone has him at 13. Gary Parrish has him at nine. And David Cobb has him at 30. So just right there on the CBS crew, 9, 13, 30. NBC, 9. DraftNet, 16. Tankathon, 10. My Big Board, 9. And then Richard Stamen at Mavshoff on Twitter, his Big Board, 11. That range goes anywhere from as high as, you know, about nine, from as high as about 7 to 30. That's a wide range. Realistically, though, I mean, of course, Cobb is the outlier. It goes from about 7 to 16 or 7 to 12, really, with Bleacher Report's mock. His ceiling in the NBA, and this is kind of why his range or value might be you know, might be picked apart. If Jalen Duran, at 18 years old, moving forward in his career, becomes the ceiling, tippity-top player he can be, which is very hard to do in the NBA. He's a key defensive piece to a top five NBA defense that benefits from Josh Giddy's gifts as a playmaker and can produce offensively. He makes your team a top five defense. He is able to help you win games that way. And also Josh Giddy can allow him and lead him to scoring. That's his ceiling. His floor is a guy who can't shoot, did not live up the projections as a premier defender, and is brought in as a backup big or a matchup dependent starter. That's his floor. So when you're picking, you know, higher than, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, when you're picking higher than that, you might just gamble on a guy who has a lower floor, but a higher ceiling. His NBA comps from Kevin O'Connor at the ringer is DeAndre Jordan and Robert Williams. And so there it is again. I'd love to get a Robert Williams type at pick 12 for the Thunder. Pick four, no way, right? You want to take a higher upside guy at pick four. So coming up, let's talk about that future role for the Thunder. Let's talk about how he fits with the current team, what the roster fallout would be as you try to create these roster spots for these young players, and we have to discuss why the Thunder should and should not draft him. But his range to me as a lottery player, I have a lottery grade on him. Um, I think that somebody will take a chance on him. There's a chance he falls to 12, but I think he goes in the top 10. 
And if the Thunder get lottery luck and they land in the top four of the draft and that Clippers pick just stays at 12, if Jalen Durant was their guy that they thought could really round out this group, right, of Shea, Giddy, and then whoever was your top four pick, you, know, you, you add Jalen Durant to that and you've got, let's just for, for hypothetical say, you've got Shea, Giddy, Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah, Jalen Durant to that. That's a really good four. I mean, that's your core. That's your core if all things go well. So would it be worth it to trade from from 12 to 9 or 12 to 8 to get Jalen Duran? At that point with lottery luck, sure. But there's also so many options like a Tier East and like a you know, Mark Williams where maybe the better play here is to just stay put at 12 and if he falls, fantastic. If he doesn't fall, oh well, you have other options. So Jalen Duran's draft stock to me will be very interesting to monitor here as you start the combine next week and you start to get more info. Like I said yesterday, as the combine starts next week, now is the time for smoke screens. Now is the time for tidbits. Now is the time where agents are talking, execs are talking, players are talking, and you're able to piece together more and, and more tangible rumors about the NBA draft. And we're going to cover it all on Locked on Thunder. But first... I want to say right now, but good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. Built Bar is fantastic, folks. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I want to tell you that, you know, Built Bar is the healthy option. It's the protein bar option. It's great pre-workout or post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. But my favorite part about Built Bar is that it's healthy for you. It's great for you but it's not repetitive. Oftentimes I feel like when you're trying to eat healthy, you are supplementing variety, flavor, good stuff to do it. With Built Bar, they all taste great. That's number one. But they also have a variety of options so you're not feeling like you're eating the same meal, living the same day over and over and over again. So my personal favorite flavor is cookies and cream, but they also have coconut brownie chunk. They have peanut butter brownie. They have all these other extraordinary offers like double chocolate, cherry barcia, everything you can ask for over there at Built Bar. So go there right now, Built Bar, lot 15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From jump ball to playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Lockdown experts take you deeper in the playoffs than you ever thought you'd get before. With insight and analysis from all 30 teams, make sure you check out Lockdown NBA today, wherever you get your podcast from. Let's wrap up this Jalen Duran draft profile and projection while talking all about his fit with the Thunder. So what's his role in the future? To me, his role in the future is a defensive anchor. And so let's just say you have a lineup that consists of SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jalen Duran. You got Jabari Smith Jr., elite defender, Lou Dort, elite defender on the perimeter, and a defensive anchor in Jalen Duran. 
that is a tough team to score on. Now, you have SGA who can score in isolation. You have Jabari Smith, who's a, who's a fantastic shoot, uh, scorer off ball. And then you have Josh Gage, who's a fantastic playmaker. Lou Dort's three-point percentages have been on the rise, of course, since the bubble, as he continues to progress in his career. Offensively, you have some interesting meshing to do. But defensively, that's a really good team. No matter who's around him, though, I think he's a defensive anchor for the Thunder if they pick him. Rotational fit, starter right away. Fantastic. Starter right away immediately uh, for the Thunder. Roster impact. I mean, you've got to create roster spots to bring in these guys. Isaiah Roby has a $1.9 million uh, option that you can decline easily. You feel more comfortable buying out Derek Favors as $10 million if you uh, get a Jalen Duran type of player. Uh, Mike Muscala, of course, has a uh, 3.5 club option uh, for next year that you could decline if you needed to. And then entering the last year of the deal with Darius Baisley, you've seen Sam Presti not love uh, taking on, you know, taking guys into the last year of their deal before free agency, uh, taking them into the season uh, or, or keeping them around by the end of the season. Just maybe he sacrificed from bringing in Jalen Duran. Uh, you know, those are the kind of guys you look at immediately uh, if they draft Jalen Duran. But obviously, there's many a ways to uh, to get it done if you want to create these roster spots. Why the Thunder should take him? If you believe he's an elite defender that can bring your defense eventually to a top five level, and if you believe Josh Giddey is a special guy who can just make him a productive offensive player, you take him. Why the Thunder shouldn't take him? Too many question marks about his modern NBA skill set. That's the only reason why I'd be hesitant to draft you in the end is if you look at him and you evaluate him and say, I don't know if that stays on the floor in the playoffs. Because if, if he checks that box for you, if you watch the film, if you, if you study his game, if you talk to him, do the pre-workout circuit, all that, all that stuff, and you come away saying he can stay on the floor in the playoffs, you draft him. No brainer. But the reason you shouldn't is if you have any question marks about that, because that's what this is all about. That's what the losing's about. That's what the tanking's about. That's what the draft's about. So eventually put together pieces that can go win a championship. They could already be a playoff team right now if they just wanted to be a playoff team. It's about being a playoff team and winning and being a champion. And to do that, you need players who are very good and players who can stand on the floor in those scenarios. So you have to to project how they're going to be whenever they get thrust into that fire. Because you've got a very small window to do it. You're not going to get very many chances to retool. You're starting that five-year window on SGA this season because there's no guarantee he stays past this contract. So you've got to project and be right to make this work with SGA and this core. So that's the that's the gist on uh, Jalen Duren. Let me know what you think down below in the comment section on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles and be back tomorrow for our profile on Jeremy Soan on Friday, Dyson Daniel on Monday, Shaden Sharp on Tuesday. We're going to have our final what if tankathon simulation uh, podcast Wednesday, reacting to the lottery Thursday, mailbag Friday, recapping the combine. What we've heard so far at that point with me and Richard Stamen at Mavs on Twitter. So jam packed week coming up jam packed week this week, subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. And until then be good and be good to one another. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.